You're listening to Season 4 of Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. We are a part of the Beautiful Game Network. For soccer podcasts, writing, and any other content, visit bgn.fm. Let's get right to it. Do we want to be a good team, or do we want to be f***ing great? Yeah, welcome to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast about uh, every MLS media pundit's like third favorite team, um, the Philadelphia Union. Uh, good to see you. Good to be seen. Matt McIntyre, host to Tucker, host Evan Valella here, um, and for the first time in a hot minute, due to anything you could possibly think of happening to one of us or all of us, uh, gang's all here. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, first and foremost, Chuck Booth is is present and available. Uh, yeah, I mean, present at least. Yep, yep, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, next, you know, honestly, at the rate we're going, uh, he could be a coach for the men's national team at some point in the future. It's Paul Trader Jr. Uh, I don't want it. I'm. I'm preemptively turning it down understood and, uh, all, uh, i'll let that expiration i'll let that <laughs> yeah you don't you don't want that i'm gonna lay that on the table till like 2030 we'll reassess then i sure. need to see a world cup here first before sure, i get sure. anywhere near that and uh he's still kind of underwhelmed by the world cup logo it's justin ashcraft oh definitely yeah. um but I don't understand why Paul. What? Why? Or I mean, why is Chuck foremost? I mean, first. Fine. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Uh... I just want your reasoning behind this. I'm not disagreeing with you. Fair. I, I think Chuck is great. Fair. I'm just asking your your reasoning on why Chuck is foremost. Okay. Well, can I, Justin, if I can be honest, I was gonna start with sure. Paul, and then visual for the audio, he took a huge swig of whatever he's drinking, and I was like, well, there goes that, and then I went, now I have to pivot, and then I went, well, moving up from who's displayed bottom to top of my screen, it's Chuck, so it's gonna be Chuck. And then the first and foremost, I don't know, that was a subconscious thing, I guess my brain just puts Chuck above all of us in the podcast, which, like, fair, again, deserved, but, like, that's how it goes. <laughs> Justin was just trying to have a nice thing to write on Chuck's birthday card, and he like couldn't think of anything, yeah. so he was hoping Evan would just give him the answer. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, have a great summer. It's Chuck Boot. Uh... <laughs> great person. Keep in touch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were cool. Um, hey, speaking of things that were cool, uh, half of our roster is, like, I guess, leaving or whatever or something and no one made the all-star team again so like we're we're great we're fine what do you mean no one well i mean basically i mean it should have been like six people again but what i i I don't know we don't have the we don't have the names that go along with the all-star so it's fine i mean we have a couple of them yeah maybe everyone will be Maybe all of the teams in Europe will be so distracted that we don't have any MLS All-Stars that yeah. they won't want them. Or do you think Arsenal just, like, takes three of our players just kind of on the on the low, like, during the All-Star game? Uh, could be a yeah. thing. I mean, when you look at a list of Carranza, Gazdag, yeah. Baizo, Martinez, Wagner, McGlynn, and Flock. Yeah, I mean, if you're telling me to pick three, I'm certainly not saving one of my choices. <laughs> 
Because there are some MLS teams where it's like, I mean, that's why we do the expansion draft, sure, right? Sure, sure. You get, you get a team coming in the league. It's like you have a chance at all these different guys, yeah. and some of them just say, I'm good. Yeah, it's like, hey, Cuba Torres, and they're like, oh, no, I'm fine. I, I don't need I don't need that. Uh, but if the union have those mm. kind of options, then sure, I'm another team considering them, whether or not they're labeled as an all-star in this arbitrary thing or not. Yep. So did I just did I just hear you guys saying that Kai Wagner is going to replace uh, Zinchenko for for Arsenal this year? Is that what I heard? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Yep, definitely. Cool. I was thinking more Fulham. Fulham mm. for my boy. Yeah. Mm. That'd be real fun. I mean, Newcastle is <laughs> allegedly circling around Anthony Robinson. So that's kind of wild. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but like. I don't I mean for me it's like I I want to see like an actual piece of information you know what I mean like I, oh, I just sure. don't feel like yeah it's it feels like it's way more just conjecture at this point of like well, oh these guys are really good so yeah a team could be interested in them like stop like, us Whoa. if you've heard this before get ready for your fourth summer of like ooh Kai Wagner I mean, that's that's been my whole thing, is that everyone is focusing on him, and I'm like, why aren't you focusing on everyone else? Because it's like, until until you see a name, like... It's any not, club, yeah. It's not going anywhere. Right, right. It's just not. Meanwhile, you know, it's just apparently... Gonna be, you know, his agent trying to make a move. We should have started saying things about Leon Flock to other clubs a couple weeks ago because, you know, one transfer rumor and he's scoring goals now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And then Jose Martinez... We're, we're certainly stock raisers Yeah, finally here. is like, I'll, I guess I'll score. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in reg- in regards to the moves themselves, am I worried that all seven of these people no. on this list are going to go? No. Am I worried that four of them are going to go? I don't even think that. Yeah. I don't even think it's four. What's your number? Um, three. <laughs> I think it's three. Okay. I think three of these guys are going to go this off season. Um, and mm. or I'm sorry, this mid season. Okay. I should say. Um. And in regards to the type of talent that they seem to be dipping in pools for, seems like replacements will be pretty um, pretty average by the MLS standard. Uh, and maybe that will be all you need, considering on which of those players are going to go. If you had to give yourself a percentage, or I'm sorry, rank who you think is going to go, like without a shadow of a doubt not first just just like who's in general going. who's leaving yeah like out of those guys i just read carranza gazdag Baizo, martinez wagner mcglynn flock who are you putting at the top like oh that one's de- that person's definitely going first oh, like, your last choice would be it'd be a long shot to see them leave i mean i think that's easy because it's mcglynn oh um, is well, it i would put I would put McGlenn and Wagner joint top, um, just because it doesn't seem like, and I mean, he still might, but it doesn't seem like he's going to sign 
a contract extension. Oh, sure. So eventually you just have to deal with that reality that's been him throwing a hissy fit every single time the transfer window opens and then saying, I'm committed to the team the second that it closes. Um, <laughs> right. We, we know that that's every window. And just McGlynn, like, even if he doesn't leave, like, signing something like this summer, after McGlynn goes to the Olympics, he's gone. Like, there's no way he get he makes it through another tournament in the middle of the U.S. midfield mm. without getting a massive move out of it. I'm I'm Dan. I mean, for me, uh, in my opinion, the only the only one of those above, like I don't know, I want to say eighty five percent is McGlynn. I th- I think Wagner. <laughs> Every window that goes by that he doesn't get transferred is less likely to get transferred at some point in time. Uh, well, that's that's teams... yeah, that's what, but that's why I'm worried about now the rumors that he won't sign a contract extension as opposed to the transfers because it's clear that just no one wants to pay or really even bother submitting an offer for like well, let's say five million that the union want for him. Sure, but yeah. if he's available on a free transfer someone's taken that chance yeah i don't know i i would agree with your assessment uh paul that like three three and maybe even four of them are are going to leave i can't see more than two of them leaving this season mm-hmm and even okay. even even McGlynn, I could see signed over the summer and loaned <clears throat> back to the end of the year. Yep. I don't mm. like. I I feel like Ernst is smarter than that. I feel like he's not he's not gonna let the he's not gonna let this team get robbed of like, hey, we're gonna sell four of our players and see if we can still make the playoffs. I could see him selling one of the three of Carranza, Gazdag, Ure. Um, he's not gonna sell more than more than one of them. Um, but I could see him selling Carranza even and saying like, "Hey, yeah, you can have him, but like we need him until December. Uh, so like, you can have him in January for sure." Um, and then I think the th- same thing with McGlynn. I could see McGlynn getting signed uh, over the summer, but I I would think that Ernst would be like, "Yeah, but here's the thing: I want to win MLS Cup." So yeah, I don't think anyone actually leaves directly during this window like anything that is purchase is a buy to you can have them in january i mean that's it's certainly a choice the union are choosing to make here because if that's the difference between (laughs) fetching anything for kai and letting him walk for free that's gonna be a bit of a bad taste that's left so actually this leads to a good question of just a, when when it comes to the way the union operate, honestly, what value is m- like money to them, especially if it's like five million or less? Um, rephrase the question for me. <laughs> I would, well, I just I, mean... I would say not much. I mean, I think that's the thing for this uh, team. Here, I'll, in I'll... the sense. That I'll have I'm a not sure they're taking $5 million and giving up MLS Cup. Yeah. 
let me add some additional context to the fact that the like from every large sale that the union have made and while we know that some of this is tied up in just like mls shit yeah um when you look at both aronson's and getting a sell-on fee for aronson mckenzie and other moves like they still haven't spent the money that they are that already came in like it's not like this team is hurting for cash so when you have to put the value of money of selling someone at potentially less than what you value them at versus winning mls cup why would you sell Yeah, I mean, because you're selling out your stadiums and selling your jerseys, you know, to the masses in America because you're a really, 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 really good MLS team. Uh, Not just because you're associated with the likes of Aronson and McKenzie. Right. Um, Damn, okay. So, to back up and answer the previous, I think... I think McGlynn's gone. I think I think we're right. I think he doesn't just leave. I think that's kind of a we'll buy him now and and you know take him when your season's over kind of thing. I man, like Julian Carranza just looks so attractive. If I'm a team in South America that needs a goal scorer right now, um, and then I know it's kind of been like late on and we haven't heard a whole lot about it but there's something that tells me there's like a a weird um bundesliga 2 or like mid to low table bundesliga team that like takes a pretty okay look at, at flock because he has dual nationality um but like weirdly yeah i don't it's either the union like resign Wagner and he doesn't go anywhere or they can't reach a deal and he joins someone on a free and the team's out like $5 million, which brings me to the second point, which is Chuck's question of like, what does this team do with big money like that? And like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, what if like, what if that's okay that they don't do anything crazy like that? And obviously our front office is smarter than Toronto. And we're not pulling up transfer yeah, mark yep. and going, oh, Insignia and Bertateshi, and, and, and you bring them in, and then everything's just hell, and you suck, and no one likes you, and like I wouldn't touch that organization with a 10-foot pole um, if I was a coach or, or scout or anything, um, because they've literally lost like everyone in their front office to Columbus or Portland. Um but yeah, it's just, it's weird because it's like, well, you'd figure there'd be money there regardless of the MLS holding like 25% of all sales or whatever it is. Um, but it's like, who do you use it on? And then at that point, like guys that cost that much money aren't really like that tricky, like steal in the transfer window. And then like, we did kind of splash it for, um, Joaquin Torres. Like that hasn't really worked out well. Um, yeah, so it's a weird, like, well, we're not even linked with, like, other people to bring in for reinforcements if these guys leave. Because that's always kind of been the think... Academy's job. In the in the front office for Philadelphia right now, I think you're thinking through, um, 
Like you, you are thinking through a pretty deep roster at this point too. So like, yes. if you like, if you if somebody comes calling for Leon Flock, then you're real careful to figure out how to hold on to McGlynn. Mm-hmm. If somebody calls calling for Carranza midseason, then I think there's a lot of options with some bad teams with decent strikers who you probably can cut a deal with mid-season to pull their striker to a team that might actually make the playoffs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think you're, you're trying to figure out like who, who can you let go with a, with a replacement in mind. Mm. And then you still have like, you still have guys like Bueno who are kind of seem to be working their way into minutes as well. So like, how do you, you know, how do you figure that out? So I think it's like, I mean, I think this front office is smart, but they're going to figure out how to get through this window without losing too much or replacing what you need to replace. And the other thing with the front office is they also have always moved in silence. Yeah. Like they, they don't leak like stuff hardly Not gets like leaked they used in to, damn it. Nah, nah, that, that damn got plugged up a long time ago. Bastard. Takes puff of cigarette, uh, puts it out on forehead. But yeah, like what are you the tail? it's. I'm. What don't we know? I'm operating people? at about sixty percent because my appendix is in a trash can. You know that's fair. In New Jersey. That's fair. I apologize. Um, I still have yet to return to work. Um, I look like I was uh, plucked open. Buy some vultures. Well, but other than that, I'm trying to just live in this union world that we've created here. Views from the bridge, yeah. and it's just—it's so hard sometimes. <laughs> I just get so—I just get so wrapped up in, in all this, all this stuff, and now we get all these moves. So and... what you're saying, really, I, I think, is that you would like all of these moves just to become apparent in the next day or two so that you can really just rest up. I'm saying anxiety is a bad thing. Sure, okay. And when it's linked to seven different people yeah. that require an immediate replacement, mm-hmm. you go, hmm, I, I, I certainly <laughs> hope they have a plan. I would love to know the plan. No, if no, you no. want to just, like, flash me the plan real quick, mm. and then I'll just be like, oh, but, I mean, we, we we know they have a plan. Well, yeah, I mean, they DM does the we plan. We assume they have a plan. Oh. No. We like, assume they have a plan. But they've always had a plan. That's true. They have always had a plan. Matt's had yeah. four of Has the plan <laughs> always been flawlessly executed? The problem with the... the you can... You can have a plan, but... <laughs> I'm sure that Leicester had a plan until they got raided after their championship year, and they haven't had a plan since. So, well, well. Leicester had some extraneous circumstances and yeah. involving helicopters. Well, and then their main sponsor's whole like industry died for two years. That didn't help. Yeah, so. bread isn't going anywhere. Yep, bread. So. That's exactly what I was okay. going for. Bread is going to be fine. <laughs> there is that's the union success. We yep, figured it out. Yep, the Philadelphia Union, the plan that they sent us over at the FTB Pod was, hey guys, listen, 
spread is fine. It is funny that like the Union have one of the most consistent sponsors nice. in MLS. In like world football nearly at this point. Yeah. Who else no, has I mean it genuinely same... has been sponsor <laughs> for as long it, it's actually really impressive kind actually of, yeah. how thriving the bread industry has been to what? maintain this relationship <laughs> for a it's decade. A, it's a different kind of money, but I think Barcelona's been pretty close, but yeah. yeah, but you see, they they jump from like yeah, I mean, UNICEF Justin, to like Spotify. I mean, you look at the music <laughs> industry and you look at bread. I know which one I'm putting my money on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. Tastes great. Billboard charts last a week. A good English muffin lasts a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The shelf life on music. If you keep it in a freezer, oh, it lasts oh, sure. a lifetime. You're right. You're right. You're right. I can't keep my music in a freezer. How do I even do that? Uh, anyway, okay. so uh, three people are leaving. Yeah. So three people are leaving <laughs> it's, by January. It's Justin, Chuck, and Paul, and I'm just gonna be left here by myself talking about bread and music. Uh, yeah. Three consensus. I'm saying three people will leave the team by January. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the top of that list consensus, we would say Jack McGlynn is at the top of that list. Yeah. <laughs> Your boy Jack McGlynn. Um, and then next would likely be Leon Flock. I'm I'm saying Flock for me. Uh, well, so I, um, I'm I'm so torn because if we're especially if we're talking January, what is the number one thing that a team looks for in January? striker yeah i mean goals. goals at that point they don't have them yeah and julian carranza what is julian carranza on pace for many goals like a 20 Ooh, goal uh, season something like yeah. that automatically puts him at the very top of a uh team's january wish list yep. yeah but that also has like never happened to josef martinez so, like, there is a chance that your team's decent well, that's, enough to... That's, that's different when you've been there and done that yeah. and then realize, like, I'd rather be in a king in Atlanta until, you know, Atlanta decides to throw him out. Yep. But that's a whole different thing. Whereas, like, for Carranza, this truly would be the next step in his career. Yeah. I mean... I think, I think also you're looking at two different profiles of strikers too. You're looking at a short, shifty striker versus someone who's big, tall, and can bully people off the ball. Uh, and I think there there's a pretty good chance that there's a few teams in in probably Italy or Spain that are keeping an eye on Carranza. Also, yeah. I think Tati Casianos. And teams realizing that they royally fucked up by not paying for him the first time around sure, yeah. increases interest in Carranza. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I would just attribute it to his pressing as a whole. As a forward, is just like so damn good. He creates so many problems for teams that 
I feel like that kind of just universally translates regardless of goal scoring record, which is why I've never been too concerned about his goal scoring record, but he just has one because he works so hard. So I guess it does make him naturally an attractive fit for anyone looking in January. So I, I can be comfortable with him being the third option mm. there. Carranza flock and McGlynn. Uh, McGlynn. I don't think I worry too much if that's the case. I, it could I be worse. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, obviously. It could be a lot worse. But it's, yeah, it's not. Mm. Your, your primary, I mean, the union's primary uh, thing that they, <laughs> I mean, Andre Blake is the guy you have to keep around. and, yeah. and But he's had enough good international tournaments at this point that if he was going to leave, he would have left a long time ago. And so well, I he, think because you're. Because leave a long time ago, yeah. thanks to. Joyous work permit stuff, well, yeah, which yeah. also changed where it's now easier for MLS players to get a work permit. But um, Andre Blake's here for his career, and I think he is fine with that. Yeah, it would appear so. Um, unless he's, fun, not, unless he's he, doing a really great job. Unless he decides he wants to just start playing piano full time, you know. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you. I, I felt something when he was playing that piano, man. I see a future. I see a future for sure. Yeah, I mean, think about how many hand exercises that guy does. He's, he's probably good dexterity. Yeah, he's a freaking natural yeah. piano. Got strong fingers. Andre Blake and the Jamaican Choir? Yes. I'm, I'm going to see that show. Is that like Chance? At Chris's of... Jazz Cafe. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, well, so- we... soccer? <clears throat> Yeah, they had a pretty good month, I guess. It was all right. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. San Jose lost Mars a little bit, I think, but um, but other than that. Uh, like Chuck said to a good portion of people, when you get four points over two games without Andre Blake, that's a good thing. And... Western Conference games, the points are made up and don't really matter. So, Yep. We love Who's Line. Also helps that, um, what are we now, two points off second yeah. in the East? Yeah. No, it's a, I know it's a ride to first, but all you can do is catch up to the teams in front of I mean, you. Anymore, it feels like a ride to, like, not ninth or whatever. Yeah, right. So like a claw a claw for seventh place versus a ride to second place. Yeah. I'm taking the union. <laughs> uh I'm here here's my thing, guys. Uh for great month for the union. Uh I don't want to get too long term in regards to this discussion. Uh I want second place in the East because it's looking like Miami's gonna at best make seventh place in the playoffs. And that means we get to host Messi. Now, let me tell you what that does for me. That does a lot. That does a lot of things to my body, to my brain chemistry, to my plans uh, for that week. Like, there's family in town. They're going to have to pick a different week. Um, Second place seems nice. I kind of dig second place. uh, This might be heretical. Sure. 
I don't. I'm not sure Messi gets Miami to seventh place. Mm. Does Messi and Busquets? It's not going to fix their defense. <laughs> He's not going to fix their defense. Yeah, Jordi Alba uh, might fix their defense, but Messi sure ain't going to do it. Well, and like. Well, I mean, I don't even Jordi Alba's enough. No. Self to do it either. Like it's it's in a very interesting place with what the hell does that team do they feel like a money laundering front because they're gonna sell a fuck ton of merch but like be awful yeah uh, yeah and then like and then, i don't and... think that like come play with Messi is gonna like help their chemistry and like i i don't like the weird amount of rules they're probably gonna break trying to get people to like come play for them again Especially when you know that he's only going to be there for like two or three years. Like, well, and like and that, that's the big thing. And I, and I don't want to do, like I said, I don't want to dwell too much yeah. on on him as as the changing factor of this team. But what the best case scenario for the Union in second place is that you either get him and like a a team that is just riding kind of like a high of him being there or you could just get the bottom dweller of the east yeah. at that point and you don't have to worry about that first play in game being so tough and i feel like just games at that point in a season that's flowed regularly without champions league and open cup since june yeah really suits this team much better than having that first buy and having to shake out those demons um that was my whole uh, yeah. take on that. Yeah. I'll write a book about it so I can shut up now, sure. but we can just talk about the last month. Second place is great, guys. Big fan. I mean, the team, to, to me right now, the team's cooking, and, and it's, yeah. it's fun to see. I hope I hope it's not a peak too early kind of thing, but I, but I feel like the Union could go in a slump before the playoffs again and then come back up and... Um, still be in a pretty good position for the yeah. play, like still be in the top three in the East, um, and and so I don't know that I'm, I mean I'm not too too worried about it other than, um, yeah I hope I hope it's not a peak too early type of situation, but um, I think the game against Orlando, uh, I mean really, that's a game the Union lost earlier this season, uh, and so. You know, sitting there one nothing down with what fifteen minutes left in the game, and you come back and win it. Um, I think that that shows something. And then to come back the next week, um, and almost in some sense, like I, not even the next week, a couple nights later, I I don't know that the Union played. In the possession stats would tell you the Union didn't play above Miami's level. They just know how to actually score goals. Yes. Um, well, and their defense isn't bad. Right, and you actually help <laughs> you help Miami score a goal too. Well, yeah. Um. <laughs> so I think it's like I think it's it's um. Yeah, I think the the Union. I don't know that the Union looked great, and I think it was it was one nothing, and and my wife and I were sitting in the stands and just talking about how the Union seemed to play down to their opposition yep. and yet they just kept scoring. So it's, <laughs> it's just good stuff to see. Um, and so I hope that they continue to ride this, but I think Paul, you're right. This month of July is going to be way easier because you haven't played open cup and you haven't played champions league in a long time. So you, even though you have what seven games in July, you 
you can kind of you you have guys who have rested a ton. Yeah, yeah, this definitely works out. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, they tied that Orlando game. Yeah, they were two 0 down correct. and they tied. Oh yeah, sorry, two 0 down. You're okay, right. I, I look, I was at a bar when I watched it, and that wanted to make. I know Chuck was there too, and I just wanted to make sure that we didn't have like. Yeah. Black alternate realities yeah. of different alternate reasons. Fair. Okay. Yes. You're but right. I to be fair, you were correct though, Justin. That is a game that the union does lose. Historically, like, yeah, that's that's nine out of ten yeah. times before Tanner and Curtin got their shit together. Well, even the last two years, I think they lose that season. game away. A lot of MLS yeah. teams lose that game away, down to nothing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. To, uh, I mean. My God, how <laughs> I feel like I need to apologize slightly for Jose Martinez telling that man if he ever shoots from outside the box again, I will like start being the laser pointer guy at games. Well, like yeah, seriously, I, like I stop even your, trying to you can look, put your laser man. Don't out. even bother. <laughs> but oh my God, did he hit that thing Rip. so perfectly? <laughs> He said it. He hit it so hard and with so much bend on it that there was just not a keeper in the world. Not a keeper in the well, world. Well, and like it's a half volley. He's full sprint. Like eh. insane. Yeah. So the yeah, next time he, he just misses whips his from like twenty three yards with a really clean look, I'm gonna be like, okay, well, you know, which one is it? But all the credit in the world to him. Yeah. If there is a union player that really deserved one, oh, it is sure. it is him. Yeah. You know, we, we have talked a lot about him as a player. He's not everyone's favorite. I think his uh, short range passing could be a bit better. But it has I, I mean, a lot better. I I'm holding him to a standard <laughs> because people refer to him as one of the best, if not an all star quality, number eight in MLS. Or number six. So like, that's that's the standard we've created for him. And now you can add a goal that saves you two points. Yeah. Or, or saves you a point in uh, on the road, without a good portion of your starters, and you absolutely get the better end of that tie. Yep. Which is a great way to leave any city, uh, especially in your conference. So. Uh, Union, yeah, like Justin said, they're flying right now. This is nice. It seems that there can be a level of consistency with this, no matter what player they're bringing onto the field. Um, which is why people shouldn't stress too much about these transfer rumors mm. too much. It would appear this team has a plan. We all agree it seems like that plan is going to be executed fine. There. The tra- I mean, the transfer rumors aren't truly what's stressing me. Sure. It's the fact that someone very important still doesn't have a contract. Mm, yeah. The yeah. man with the nice shoes. Yeah. Guys, I don't want to think about a union team without Jim Curtin yeah. because it's been this way for so long. Sure. Um, but... Uh, the more it goes on, the more you're going to realize that we are a year closer to that happening. Um, what, just in general? Yeah. Okay. 
you know, that's just like kind of a life inevitability oh, thing sure. where like, you're closer to every event that is going to happen in our future. Again, I'll write a book. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, but... Jesse Marsh is available. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't hate it. I haven't been funny. fired in Houston yet, so have, there's a certain. I would actually be. I would like legit be the weirdest move. Wouldn't it be fun? Jesse Marsh came to Philly. I would laugh. I would laugh a lot. Uh, I I would see it. He would have laugh. to like and spike a soccer to ball like a touchdown when him. they announced him, though. I mean, the, the fan base is going to be torn. Yeah. So torn. And Justin, I yes. did hear your Brendan Burke shout, but I need him to be the head coach of the Houston Dynamo first. So I went a bit with uh, Jay Cooney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who could take the head job if Jim Lee's? There's a whole list of. This things. seems to be the more pressing issue, I think. Because... Well, and it's fun because like we're not going to hear anything about it until like it well, happens we... or it doesn't. Well, I, I mean, at this point. Wouldn't it be BJ Callahan? Dude, I was thinking the same thing. No. <laughs> no. I was thinking the same no. thing. No. Oh my god, please no. That sounds really bad. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like the anti-BJ Callahan guy, but like, I gen- no. No, I genuinely don't know if BJ Callahan is a good coach at all. I don't think I'll ever find and, out. And I hope that I don't truly have to find out the answer to that question. I would rather it be at the expense of the men's national team, but nope, Greg's back. So but if you if you're thinking about who the most qualified person is to coach the union, he's up there. Like, yeah, but like that's not who I'm calling right away. <laughs> That's like, I'm panicking a little bit. Let's call BJ Callahan. Uh, I don't know. You two are reading I, this differently. I, I think, think you two are just I reading this from... No, I think he's higher up that list no. than you would like to believe. No. All right, wait, how high? I need to know. who. Like, like who's... Because it's because you have to think about the fact that the union aren't going to go out and get a European coach. No. Like, it has to be someone who uh, knows... If not the union system, at least the rebel system and all types of just inner American stuff. Um, I mean, definitely Burke would also be on that list. No, don't say it. But but I'm he has to be like top three at worst. No. Um. Wow. Uh, no. what I don't know if I even want to say. I don't even know want to say who do, I'm thinking of. No, do it. It's okay. You can't hurt me more than BJ Callahan. So just. Um. There's another former Union player who um is sitting on a USL bench right now who seems to have some sustained success. Sir Sir Danny Cruz. Oh my God. Has Louisville rolling. Oh, oh man. I actually didn't realize that. That's a really fun one. Yeah, Jim Hack Hackworth brought him to Louisville and <laughs> yes. now Hack left Louisville. And Danny Cruz is now the head coach of Louisville City FC. And has been and they yeah. Huh. That's not bad. 
what a world where like the leading candidates for head coach of Jim Leaves are a guy that made no appearances with the union, but coached their B team for a while and was very good at that. And is now like, Those are the best coach. and then Danny Cruz. I mean, what if we just give it to like Ryan? He's there. He's made like one appearance I with mean, the Shane, first team. Shannon Williams also just got his coaching license. So oh, that's what it is. He's so. gonna he's gonna rappel down from the uh, that like uh, halftime show announcers booth in the corner and coach the second half of like the game, the last game of the season this year. I think Ernst just needs to give a call to Christoph Franz <clears throat> over in Salzburg. What? Say, oh. who would you pick as coach? What? And then just take whatever his answer is. Oh. What if they make yeah. it like a reality show kind of thing? Uh, guess what? You, Union become instantly one of the most marketable teams in MLS, and yeah, I'm watching that show drunk on a Thursday. Because they Absolutely. need they need content for the season pass. You on. know. On, That's what I'm saying. On Galazzo, it's not going to be on. Yeah, oh, you're right. It's going to be on Galazzo. Yeah, get Alexi, get Alexis Guerreros to host it, man. Yeah, you're right. Like, get get him in there. He'll run the show. Yep. It'll be a great time. Yeah, I'm down for it. Let's not be realistic yet because we all know Jim's not leaving. Yeah. So we're going to remain delusional yep. until we need to start getting more serious. And then about we're going to call Austin Berry. No, we're gonna call BJ Callahan. <laughs> right, right, right. Gross. Or third. We're not gonna need to call either of them. It's fine. Let's I'm hope. <laughs> I apparently today I've learned I hate BJ Callahan. Um, sorry. I don't think I don't think Greg Ball, I don't think Greg Berhalter is calling Jim Curtin. But if like even if Greg Berhalter doesn't call Jim Curtin, Europe's eventually gonna call Jim Curtin. Yeah. No. Even if no. it's a because even if it's no. an American coach in Europe taking Jim Curtin as an assistant, <clears throat> um, which there is still an American coach at Stuttgart. Yeah. Alleged stuff. Um. That's still technically a step up from being the head coach of the union and putting him on his European journey. I mean, I uh, you should just go or... get David Wagner. That's kind of fun. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I just, I don't like him as a coach. He was in Jurgen Klopp's all. wedding. Okay. I don't particularly like Jurgen Klopp anymore either. <laughs> He was in Jurgen Klopp's wedding. Jurgen Klopp was in his own wedding. It's funny. It's like I used to. Oh, when, so then like he turned into one of the biggest. But what if What ever. if he needs a fresh start, and that fresh start is the Philadelphia Union? We don't do fresh starts. Right. Right. We're getting a little. We do get this, to work. This, this is a little wild. It is. It is. It is. Do we think? Okay, Justin, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back, but we just I feel like we need to ask all the coaches how they feel about bread or music first. Like that should be an interview question. Is if I'm not seeing the head coach of the union at a war on drugs concert in Philadelphia, <laughs> I don't want him here. 
Yeah, if I didn't see one of the head coaches of Philadelphia Union recently at the Balancing Composure concert, I don't want them anymore. It's all, like, there's a, such a small subset of, like... People that get those references? High-level yeah. coaches oh. who are like, yeah, I love the War on Drugs, man. I gotta go. <laughs> we need to, I need Rebecca Lowe to ask every Premier League coach this year if they like the War on Drugs or not. Dude, oh it's God. starting That's to become universal yeah. dad rock, man. Down. <laughs> yes, she has 30 seconds to figure out. Tim Howard and Robbie Earl ask her if she thinks a really coach likes the war on drugs and has 30 seconds to answer for each of them. <laughs> and then she'll talk about what how she... What is our show even about? And then she'll talk about how she saw, like, Pep Guardiola in, like, a Joy Division t-shirt one time, and so he probably likes them. <laughs> Great. And um, that's been June for the Philadelphia Union. Thank you so much for listening to Views from the Bridge. Um... Tweet at us if you like the war on drugs or bread or music or how many players you think are going to leave or where you think they go at VFTB pod. Uh, if you like them so much, why don't you buy one of their kits for the club you think they're going to go to? You won't. You shouldn't. Um, yeah, I already <laughs> have a Bremen kit, actually. Oh, uh, is that uh, Timothy Way of the Juve? What? No, he's how does, not. How does having a Bremen kit go to... Timothy, Timothy Way is getting you. the Bremen kit, and then he's going to. <laughs> no, just that um, the Leon Flock rumors. Oh, I, actually, yeah, seems that, I got that because, Yeah, I got that because of Sergeant, but oh, yeah. it can serve dual purposes. Yeah, well, sure. All right, well, uh, we'll. We'll figure out uh, how many members of the Philadelphia Union like the Postal Service, and we'll talk to you guys sometime soon. Welcome to June. Yeah. (laughs) What? No. (laughs) You have just listened to an episode of Season 4 of Views from the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at VFTBpod. Thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We're also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at IcarusFC.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at dsgntree.com slash VFTB for all of our latest merch. Or you could just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash VFTBpod. Thanks for your listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is also a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer, writing, content, and other podcasts. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.